shit happens, now what? On this show, we talk about a lot of issues that uh, different people deal with all the time. I know that I deal with a lot of them, and I'm sure that you do too. Uh, The goal of this podcast is to help you kind of move through those issues in a positive way and ultimately grow from them. That's that's the goal anyway, uh, and hopefully with a, with a bit of humor on the side. As always, I'm your host, Amelia, and this week we're talking about mindfulness. There are so many times in our lives that we can get overwhelmed with stress, and we can get kind of stuck in those negative emotional spaces. Um, but I think that mindfulness is one of those muscles that you can um, flex and exercise and strengthen to develop a capacity to live more in the present moment. Um, and, and sometimes that can, can help free us from either stressing about what we did in the past or worrying about what's to come in the future. Um, so I think that there is some freedom in the present moment and uh, we're going to dive into this topic this week with my guest, Tiffany Lynn. Tiffany is a writer, traveler, life coach, and the founder of Remind Me Values, which is a lifestyle brand dedicated to practicing mindfulness and living in accordance with core values. Uh, She travels the world interviewing people that she meets along the way, and she invites them to reflect on their top five core values. Her style is all about listening, holding space, and allowing people to come to a beautiful acceptance of wherever they are on their journey. It's a truly brilliant and humbling project, and it's one that uh, I have been following for quite some time. So welcome, Tiffany, and thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Amelia. It just it feels really good to be here and landed in this spot. Thank you. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I want to open with kind of a philosophical question about mindfulness in general. Um, how did you come to value living in the present moment in your personal life and and what led you to want to share that journey with other people through remind me values this is a really good question amelia um i've never been one to to even think about mindfulness as a practice like up to maybe when i was like 23 or 24 i've just been living like a huge huge, vastly um, different, challenging slash reckless life. (laughs) Uh, It came to one um, traumatic experience. And like what most people say, you can, you can either um, think about the past and and bring shame to what you've done, um, like completely have trauma ruin your life, or you can just manifest that and take that pain and, and alchemize that into purpose. So, mm. right, it's beautiful, right? Um, yeah, for me, I love that. <laughs> yeah, for me, even talking, even thinking about how that had happened and where I am now, it's been, it's been a huge journey. And Remind Me Values was pretty much a product of um, me coming to terms that the life that I had been living wasn't very mindful at all. So, um it was it, it was a long boarding accident actually it, was, it happened in like a, say 2013 okay. and what resulted in that was um a series of just like not paying attention to my body or completely um allowing my body to recover and to heal my mind was still going like monkey brain over and over thinking that i could be in multiple places at one time and it 
came to a point where I could have had my leg amputated. It was like it got that serious, wow. right? Wow. Um, and <laughs> it's incredible. Uh, my story is actually in my website, which I'm sure will be in the link. But long story short, I it it dawned on me that um, you know that higher power, universe, creator was sending me a message here to actually take a moment to reflect. I had maybe probably 20 days collectively in the hospital to think about my actions and wow. really take really take it in and 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 um sink into my body even further to learn that I am not my actions I'm not my past behavior I am who I am right now and I can take a stand for that and who am I um I am a list of these five personality attributes that I will now take to heart in real time moving forward and what those five value attributes are are um at that time were, were just gratitude positivity mm. energy honesty and the last one that i landed on was mindfulness mm. yeah wow mm. and i think so often we don't listen to that little voice in our head that tells us you know this might not be a great idea, or I'm not sure that I can handle this. Um, we tend to push through because of maybe expectations that other people have of us, or even expectations that we have of ourselves. Um, and so I, I'm interested to hear like how the the values part mm-hmm. was able to kind of reorient maybe your ability to listen to that to that little voice that's always got your back that has your best interest at heart totally um how did i incorporate values into my little voice Uh, it was like a slight whisper right and it started with one thing which was this amazing concept called gratitude um i understood being in that position really vulnerable and like what am I going to do from here? Like how can I be more responsible for my body and my and my mind and my life? Um, values for me is kind of like this concept where I can really, really tune in, and it's simple enough, and it's also complex enough that you can take it any way you want. Like it brings up a whole spectrum of emotion on my part. For me to just take it one value at one time, I can break up one word and dissect that. It's like anatomy in a way. Like, what does gratitude mean to me? It means like honestly being present to the moment, not thinking about the things that are going wrong in my life, but to actually embrace the good that most people, or including me, take for granted. So for me to be in that hospital bed, I was just grateful that I had the loving support of friends from all over the world who would send me like messages to encourage me to um, just keep being positive and that I had a family that would that w- that at that time was supporting my hospital bills and that like um, that I had a full life ahead with with all the limbs intact. <laughs> Right. Um, right. So it was just one step at a time where like one positive thought led to another and to another. Um, and, and you know, the values that happened that very organically happened that my voice told me to listen to 
followed from that initial practice of gratitude. Hmm. Hmm. And have your values um, changed over time? Oh, yes. I can't even tell you. There's different phases of life. So as humans, we evolve. There's just different experiences that we have that are built when we further dive into what that little voice, that little whisper says that just Mm. organically pushes us to a new higher level of what I would call discomfort. Like there's only growth that happens in the discomfort. And for me, I went from that first five to where I am now, which is a lot to do with um, forgiveness, acceptance, surrender, trust, and freedom. Mm, Those are lovely too. Yeah, those are the ones that like, um, that if I really like think in, um, it it shows a lot to to this concept of self-love and discovery and also beautiful acceptance for wherever I am in in my journey. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. What would you say are the key changes that you've noticed in your day-to-day life since you have committed yourself to um, mindful values practice, this kind of um, intention behind your your actions and your life? Right. Um, to have this positive affirmation and to have like what I would say, like my Remind Me Bands or just values that I carry on my wrist. Um it lets me hone in like from the morning start like when I when I first get ready for the day right brush my teeth I look at my wrist and I think and I I drop in and and I say to myself what are some intentional steps that I can create to live a life of like right today I have explore an energy and expansion what can I do today to invite other people in and um to be a living example of that. So for me, it's really, uh, it's, it's kind of like a body practice, a mind, body, soul practice. And I've noticed a more calmer state, a more inviting and um, opening of like pretty much all of myself to be an embodiment of that. And I'm not sure if you're familiar with like law of attraction or just being a positive like, source or channel for something Mm -hmm. but um for me it's inviting at the very least some sort of exciting conversation Mm. for one right where if if someone noticed that i'm branding expansion for the day they can openly ask me what does that mean to you and then and then i like almost as if they're now accountable for how I act. I, I become that. I exude that and I invite them into the conversation of, hey, what does expansion mean for you? For me, it means it's a place of, of stillness and of spaciousness and a place where I lean in. Mm. And then we get into this great conversation um, where they now, when, when we split ways, they have something to think about. And without them knowing very subconsciously they're going to probably take away a new nugget of knowledge and be a bit of that too right so the value of the bands just to explain that a bit um remind me values is uh, solidifying the the practice 
of mindfulness and values by offering the Remind Me bands, which are different um, bracelets with the value printed on the band so that you can wear it on your wrist and, and see it all the time. And I would imagine, like what you said, that um, it's not only to remind yourself to practice that intention throughout the day, but it's also indeed inviting people who might respond to the same values that you're working through in that given time period. Um, have you noticed like an influx in, uh, in conversations about the different things that, that you wear and, and have other people reported kind of like the same thing? Like, are they mm-hmm. having more interactions organically because of this kind of invitation? Oh, totally. Like a lot of people have been saying how magic has worked wonders for them and um, manifesting whatever is coming their way. A client of mine who was wearing honesty, (laughs) he would actually get called on um, and people at work and be like, what does this mean? And um, it, it in fact works you, you know, it's like you have to be more accountable for how you act and how you behave. There's a lot of for me, I guess, personally, a lot of um, new growth that happens. Like when I wear something with intention and someone like actually like has a conversation about it where they carry it through. Um, and then and then I check in on them maybe like a week or a month later. I, I in turn give them the band that I wear on my wrist, you know, mm-hmm. um, and it's this connection and this bond, this moment, mindfulness in the present moment, in a non-judgmental space, mm. where it doesn't matter if I met them in Costa Rica at a music festival, right? Um, and that I'm somewhere in San Francisco, we'll always stay connected to that particular moment of when mm. we express what integrity means for the both of us. Right. And I doubt to this day that that man is still wearing that that brand that band it's inviting intimacy as well yeah you know even for a brief moment um Mm -hmm. which i think is really really lovely and i like the idea also of kind of like a a pay it forward style Mm -hmm. uh, exchange where someone notices a value that you have and maybe the act of giving it to them uh is an expansion of your practice you know so i think that that's really that's Mm -hmm. really lovely and i imagine that you've been able to form some pretty amazing relationships through those conversations yeah. Amelia yeah the, the relationships that I've been able to form because of this like I would call it some sort of karma currency right mm. of the act of giving um, just your generous attention and love to people who may be dealing with the same exact thing as you like it's my practice of letting go of what I actually carry and embody to my core to someone else who is just beginning that journey. So I invite everyone to actually think about what that is, what that, you know, if someone is, um, means a lot to you and you know, they're going through something to even as a gentle reminder with or without the remind me bands as a tool, just to, to say, Hey, Um, I see you're in this spot and like I see so much in you who are fearless in your life if you just meditate on that Hmm. what is what what would that look like yeah Yeah. and and I think too that we all go through things 
in a, a lot more similar way than I think we realize. I think we have a lot more of the same kinds of emotions and insecurities and stress um, that are the same than, than we ever think about. Um, it's easy to feel like I feel horrible and I'm the only person who ever feels horrible. And it can be a very isolating kind of um, mental state. And so often, if you were to just talk about it, you would discover that the person next to you is feeling and struggling with those same things. Um, and so through community, you can kind of, uh, I don't know how to put it. It's almost like reduce the sting of those negative states and shorten the duration um, because you realize, A, you're not alone. B, what you're going through is not um, some unique outlier. Um, it happens to other people too. And it can, it can foster a sense of community. And that's one of the things I love about your Instagram, mm. which, by the way, please, everyone that's listening, follow uh, at Remind Me Values on Instagram. It is fabulous. Um, it reminds me a little bit of kind of like a Humans of New York almost because there's a storytelling component, um, but it's all values focused. So how did you create such a strong community for Remind Me Bands? Because it's incredible. I mean, you have people from everywhere sharing yeah. all kinds of stories. I mean, it's really something impressive. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, as I said before in this beginning of this podcast uh, conversation where I'm trying to convert trauma into purpose, right? For me, Remind Me Values and this platform had started from the sense of like, I want to heal myself. I want to learn from people who have most likely, like I had a, a, like this, that whisper in my head is like, I can't be the only one that's struggling right now with like just being a human being, like adulting or um, getting It's over. hard. Yeah, exactly. It's hard. I, exactly. And this is why I love like, you know, what you're doing with this podcast too and having this sense of me too, right? So um, how it started was just really organic. It was just me being curious and asking people like it started with just like my friends and my fellow community members of what are your top five values because for me at that time during that hospital accident like I had focused on five right so mm -hmm. I would ask them and then and then something would hit in my own system where I'm like whoa you have a tremendous amount of um what I call like sensation that's arising in your voice when you talk about courage, what does that mean to you? And then they would dissect that word so beautifully, right? And I, I just knew I needed to document this. I just knew I needed to share this transmission. And it started that, that way, where um, what had happened this past July when I created the Instagram, I would just interview people, um, maybe hit two strangers a day and keep going and it was nourishing my mind it was nourishing my body and really allowing myself to practice what mindfulness means which is paying attention in a particular way on purpose in the present moment non-judgmentally and holding space for one uh, an, another human being so that they can come out and say in flow what they're working on what they believe in and so when they're saying something in a beautiful transmission, they're like, maybe like 
for a second, maybe for a minute, they can pay attention to just how, how, how that value has changed them. During that time, I'm typing ferociously on my iPhone, right? Like I've, I've developed this skill where I can still look at whoever I'm interviewing and type in like synchronicity. And so nice. after, yeah, it's, it's like a six skill, six sense type of thing. So like after they're done with their, whatever they've said, I, um, I say it back to them, like in this like very clear way, I say it back to them and they get a dose of their own reality of what they had said. And this exercise, this like back and forth dialogue, that's the sort of intimate conversation is that's a sort of intimate relationship and connection from one stranger to another that I want to invite everyone else in the world to do and so um after that encounter right where they said something so beautiful about courage and how they had you know um used that to overcome their trauma um there's this sense that like I see you and you see me yes there's a hug exchange and then there's that remind me ban exchange where I have that on my wrist or in my bag of goodies <laughs> and I give them that remind me ban of courage and red. They're left with this memory of that experience and of how far they've grown. We part ways and and I know for for a fact, like in my subconscious that like I was influenced, like I feel humbled at learning something new about someone from Russia, you know, and that she also in turn feels like she's not alone and that her story can inspire hundreds of people in this platform. Well, and that touches on something really, really interesting. Um, When you say their story back to them, Mm -hmm. I think that that touches on what you said about a judgment-free space, I think that it's so much easier for us to exercise empathy for other people than it is for us to exercise empathy for ourselves. And so when you hear that story coming back to you, it's not your own voice. So you can maybe listen to yourself in in someone else's mouth and and find that that sense of a judgment-free zone that is so hard to attain on an individual level. Um, and I wonder, have you found that difficult in, in your life to not judge yourself? Mm -hmm. That's actually, that nails me right there, Amelia. It's, it's so easy to hold space for one other and like perceive them like as beautiful and as accepting, like, you know, as, as, as a coach, like I'm, I'm trained and I've cultivated this sense of like curiosity and loving approval for wherever anybody is at. And when I look at myself and my actions, I sense this really, like as a, as a woman entrepreneur, I'm very hard on myself. Um, and I judge myself for things that happen naturally, um, that, that it takes me a step back and, and then I have to be like, I have so much more to go. I have so much more to learn. Um, and at the same time, that thought, I consciously let go and rewrite that story to say, I have learned so much already. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and pat on the back, 
there is, in a very hum- humble way, more that I can work on. Absolutely. I mean, I know for me personally, um, I have those moments where my brain can be just cruel, you know, to, to me. And I find it really, really easy to um, empathize with other people and put myself in their shoes and, um, and think about how they feel. Um, and when it comes to my own feelings, I, I do struggle with, um, with being kind. And, Mm. and I think that that's something that you have to work at. Um, and, and this is a really, you know, that exchange sounds to me like just a really beautiful way to honor that, um, that kind of process of, of getting to a space of kindness for yourself. Um, so I, I really appreciate that. And, and it's something that I want to try to be better at, I think, <laughs> for, totally. in my life. I love yeah. that. I'm actually coming up with a new set that has kindness and nurture in them. So I'll let Such you know where that works. comes yeah. Oh my gosh, please do. Please yeah. do. I'll, I'll eat it up. Okay. <laughs> uh, you know, and, I'm, and I think that that kind of goes back to um, being in the present moment. You know, so often my negative thoughts will um, kind of funnel themselves into reflections on something that happened in the past or even that day. Um, it, it could be a totally uh, innocuous interaction that I have with someone and then later in the day, uh, I feel like my stress kind of wants to put it into a context. So I will judge that interaction like way more severely than it actually was. Um, and, and I think that part of that is an inability to just kind of stay in the present mm-hmm. moment and and feel um, feel our emotions for what they are, but not let them uh, kind of dictate how we how we view ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wonder if you have any strategies that you can recommend to our listeners to kind of strengthen that ability to pause and reflect in the present moment so that we don't let ourselves get swallowed up by that kind of negativity that I think can kind of, um, can kind of overcome us if we, if we aren't careful. Totally. Um, you know, what's beautiful about, um, this practice of even inquiring other people in the world about how they cultivate mindfulness, um, is that I've learned so much along the way from like even breath work experts or um you know yogis right and I ask them the same thing because that comes up completely for me like I can relate to what everything you said Amelia uh and so right now I'm in this practice of like just noticing my breath um yeah like what you had said of like taking a pause and like just sinking more into your body it's interesting the word mindfulness if we want to dissect that further has word mind in it like how it's full and like maybe maybe we need to empty what that is and like get back to how mm. we actually feel in our body, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That just, you just hit something that really resonated with me. Mm. I think that we tend to have our minds be so active and by emptying them, like you said, we can kind of like hone in on just one one way of like being in that in that moment and maybe it's also related to our bodies like I think Mm -hmm. in today's world like we're not as active as maybe we once were 
and maybe our minds are trying to compensate for that inactivity of our bodies. Um, so I think it's all related, you know, and I wish I understood it better. <laughs> we have so much more to learn about the brain. Yeah, we have a lot to learn also about the language that our body is trying to explain to us. Well, yeah, um, and wasn't it, isn't it like a, a 60% of, of language is body language or of communication, yeah. I mean? So it's so interesting, too, because body language is something I'm very rarely aware of. Um, and, and it's even things like where you're looking while you're thinking about something. You know, you watch someone's face when you're having a conversation. And when you're listening, you can look them straight in the eye. Mm -hmm. And But when you're talking, your eyes kind of go to wherever when you're thinking about something. Uh, oh, that's so interesting. Oh, I would love to have like a... Um, body language expert or something mm -hmm. to talk about <laughs> talk totally. about what those what those things mean and yeah. that's really cool there's um not even not even now that i'm looking right now i'm looking at an interview that i did with um she she's a practitioner of reiki and she had something so beautiful to say about breath um or breathe rather um is it okay if i read it out loud yeah absolutely okay. please do yes so she says, breath is a connection when you are working with other people and connecting with yourself. Breath for me is centering. Breath for me is a reminder that I am here, that we are here, and that we are present. Breath always brings us back to presence. And I notice through my own journey that when I breathe and take the time to not be passive about breath, but be present in my breath, that I am able to listen. I'm able to be more clearly understandable, not only what is going on within myself, but when I'm interacting with other beings. And through that, I am really able to receive the gift of listening to someone and receiving their spirit and their heart, which helps me better understand their process and their journey and their compassion, love, what resonates. Everything that makes them who they are and sharing that connection. So breath is the connector of all. So I encourage you as you continue throughout your day today, even right now in the train to work or when you are cooking, take a nice deep breath. If nothing else, it just feels so darn good. Yeah, this is um this is one of the interviews on my Instagram actually and she said this so naturally with so much flow. Like it was remarkable how um how you can get such a clear, crisp transmission that can reveal so much about who you are, just like taking apart one word, you know? Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. So like what you had been saying about listening, it's like, how can we listen better? Like, well, we, we, in, in the theme of mindfulness, we kind of have to listen to ourselves and like take a step back and like admit at what point we lost connection at what point, we're not actually listening or hearing to the person and like notice and and have to like go through the comfortable truth of saying hey I'm so sorry I checked out <laughs> right right yeah 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 and I think often we just kind of try to um you know use the filler words that indicate that we didn't have a lapse in attention right. and never kind of confess that so that's really refreshing actually I think mm -hmm. um 
well, we have some listener questions related to this topic of mindfulness, um, and I am really eager to uh, get your perspective on these because I think that you're going to have uh, some some answers that I wouldn't have been able to think of. I think it's really good to kind of bounce off each other like yeah, that. So yeah, for sure. great. So our first question comes from Anna. Anna says, I've tried so many different times to meditate on a regular basis because so many people tell me how much it's improved their lives, uh, but I just can't get there. Whenever I try, my mind won't shut up. Do you have any tips or tricks that can help me achieve a meditative state? Ah, Anna, <laughs> I can't tell you how much I can um, totally relate to that. That monkey brain chatter of ours of like the to-do list, the like the ongoing like work-related issues or relationship issues that can go on in one's head even when you like just sit down. Um, that's That's like, I see that and I feel that. And for me, um, when I truly tune in and I, I can sit and accept and be still with myself, I let that come in. I don't have any sort of judgment about it, or I try not to at least. And um, there's, there's this saying that human emotions, they last 30 seconds. Just allow that to process. Don't be so hard on yourself if you can't get to a quote-unquote meditative state. Um, it really is a point of practice just to accept where that is and to let all those emotions run out. So for me, I practice this. Um, it's called witnessing. It's authentic movement. Um, and it's important that you have someone, even a stranger or a friend or you know, a family member, they, um, they're with you in this. They witness you while you just be. So if you're not someone that is comfortable with like a sitting meditation practice of just like sitting still and being still with your thoughts, you can allow yourself just to, just to move however you want. You can shout, you can shake, you can squirm, you can like dance like a bacon on the floor. I've done all of this, right? And it's just <laughs> a way for us to process all of the emotions, all of the frustration, anger, resentment, pain joy happiness that can circulate and flow us in our system and let that out release that so i usually set my container my time container i, I put a, a alarm clock on it for five minutes and i just ask someone to to witness me there and you can do this alone but like that that um that one extra layer of being witnessed and having someone feel you and see you in that like super organic raw state. I feel like that's, that's again, another level of intimacy to, um, to really truly let yourself sink into. Mm. Again, you can do it both ways. You can do this alone five minute practice where you're just moving, going through whatever you need to go through, or again, um, do it with a partner, take turns, so that's mm. one thing that I've, yeah. I've learned to practice to get me through just for me, quote unquote, meditative state is just like clearing. Yeah. Right, right. I mean, I found it very difficult to meditate as well, and I'm still not very good at it. But the things that have helped me are um, white noise, like turning on a fan mm. and uh, kind of sitting near it or in front of it and just kind of noticing uh, in the moment, how it feels, um, listening to the sound it makes, feeling the 
um, the wind on my face, um, even the smell of the air getting recirculated um, towards me it, um, can sometimes allow me to kind of focus in on the on the moment. Um, sometimes I count in my mm-hmm. head, like repetitive counting can kind of just help me focus on something. And usually I'll count in in concert with my breath. So maybe I'll count to 10 while I'm breathing in and count to 15 while I'm breathing out. Um, sometimes that helps. Um, but I like your idea of just kind of doing whatever, (laughs) whatever feels right in the moment. I think that sounds like a a lot of fun. I kind of want to try it. So, um, I think there are also some apps too that can, um, like set a timer or maybe they have some ambient music and, uh, you can do some Mm -hmm. guided meditation with, Mm -hmm. with some apps. Yeah. No, I, I know that Headspace is one of them. Yeah, I was going to say to that point of counting while you're in a sitting meditation practice is something um, that I also had started to do where, where it's like I'll count one, two, three, and then a thought comes up and then I start over my counting. Um, mm. And what I'm now like experimenting with is, is like, is there still a goal attached to this? Because the point of meditation is not to have a goal at all, but just to be just to be right. period. So now I'm like looking at other alternative ways where I can just drop in. And um, it's important to also notice where your breath is. And it's important to notice what your body is trying to tell you. For a long period of time when I was trying to meditate, I found myself falling asleep at like mm-hmm. minute five. Like, yeah. And like holding myself accountable for what that means is just like, wow (laughs) you mean to say that if I just sit down and like just literally sit down that my body is just so utterly exhausted that it can't handle that wow that means something let's take a look at that (laughs) yeah wow that's really really insightful Mm. Mm. absolutely I hope that helps Anna um and I will uh, include the the link to a couple of uh, meditation apps and maybe one of those can can work for you. Um, Our next question comes from Michelle. Michelle says, I'm finding it harder and harder to stay positive and focused on my own goals with everything that's happening in the country right now. Mm. How can I prioritize myself when there are so many battles to fight? Should I even be thinking about myself? It feels selfish. Oh my Michelle, I wish I could see Michelle in person right now and like just like I know. Give, give her, her a hug. Yeah, I was just gonna yeah. say she needs a firm grounding hug. <laughs> yes, absolutely. It is never yeah. it is never uh, wrong to prioritize your own yeah. well being. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just had to say that, but I I would love to hear your perspective first. Yeah, it's it's interesting because what Remind Me Values is built on is how do you stay accountable for who you truly are? How can you embody the values that you say are your top five, knowing that if you become more of that, if you really truly believe in that and drop down to what that is, you can be the beautiful example and inspire other people to be that, whatever that looks like, be it compassion or fearless or humility, be that and encourage other people to be that as well and that's how you can change the world that's how you can fight your own your own battles you know like yeah to to have integrity um 
and to really to really drop in to just being authentic to who that is can inspire your friends can inspire your family can inspire your community and that can in turn inspire you know like a ripple effect the the world mm. or the reality that you live in so yeah. it really does it's not selfish at all it's rather like the opposite it's how can you take care of yourself so you can take care of others yeah. exactly mm. yes yes i think that that's more or less what I was going to say, probably better mm. said um, <laughs> than I would be able to put it. But I would say that like we we have to um, we have to make sure that we are nourished and OK before we are going to have the energy and um, and time to mm-hmm. to to fight these battles. Right. So mm-hmm. when we talk about resistance and activism and things like that um we're not going to be as effective if we are depressed if we are so stressed out that we you know don't have any energy we have to take the time for self-care so that we can be effective tools of those goals right so um if we feel broken we're not going to be able to put anything else back together. So we've got to um, really honor that. Mm-hmm. And it, it is never selfish to take a break. Um, if you need a break, you know, you have to you have to listen to yourself and 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 value your own your own mental state and your own condition so that you can be um, yeah, like you said, uh, helpful to other people and, and helpful to, to whatever cause it is that, that is important to you. So, um, Michelle, please don't ever feel like you can't take five minutes to center yourself, to take a break, um, and, and to honor, you know, the sacrifices that you're making. Mm -hmm. I think that's really important. For Michelle, if I were to see her in person, I would probably gift her compassion absolutely absolutely i think that that is totally appropriate and and something that you know i touched on earlier like we have to really work at that to um to foster compassion for ourselves as well as others our next question comes from ryan and he says i have a really stressful job and i find it really difficult to kind of turn off at the end of the day when i get home So what can I do to try and relax a little bit more so I don't wear myself out and get totally overwhelmed? It's interesting. Um, The general vibe I get from all of these questions is just like the reality of the world we live in when we Mm. have that mind, mind chatter box of like on and on and on. And there's just no dropping into like the present reality of like how can we feel um okay in this spot and how can we let that go how can we um take all of this frustration and this annoying like irritating like ah my job my life the world Donald Trump like and just like get to this calming nurturing spot of um attention self-care um what can I do to try and relax a bit more he's like well I've I personally I've been taking Epsom salt baths. <laughs> oh, that's right? a lovely suggestion. Right. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, it, it's like 
when I have a, a long day of, um, you know, interviewing people, like it can get actually really exhausting because I, uh, as a clear medium vessel channel and coaching people, a little bit of their energy, a little bit of their negativity, they, it, it could actually attach to my own, my own center, right? And so when, what I do personally to relax so I don't wear myself out for the next day is I drop in, I take, I, I used to like just feel really like Michelle, like guilty that I'm indulging, right? But no, it's just 20 minutes of, of care. Mm-hmm. And whatever that would look like for Ryan, I'm like picturing Ryan and <laughs> with like lavender oil rubbing his body. <laughs> um, you can make, you can do whatever that is, whether that's like a fitness thing, whether that's just like dancing, um, or that's like raging with like, in like head shaking to music and mm-hmm. like you know um I think what if I can feel more into the actual depth of this question um I feel what Ryan is just trying to get at is like I don't want to burn out yeah um, I'm not happy with my job that's almost the thing that like uh, like as as a trained like listener um and I, I I'd encourage Ryan to actually take inventory of the things that he's grateful for and also if it had to be an alternate like if you had to change the narrative of that story of that question if you weren't stressed at your job what life would you be living how how empowered would you feel if you did something completely different and and then notice the sensations in your body if you had that different alternative ending and focus mm. on that like i don't i wouldn't call it fantasy more so than just like experiment a little with your brain with your mind with your conditioning what it would be like if you didn't you know have to constantly focus on the story of I have a really stressful job. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's what I mean. Yeah, that's great. I mean, my advice, I mean, I don't know what kind of job uh, you have, Ryan, so it's hard for me to, to know whether this is going to be applicable or not. But I know one thing that I have had to do in the past is to make sure that I don't have any work emails on my personal mm. cell phone. So that I'm not like when I'm off of work, I'm off of work. And, you know, some people that's not possible. They have to be on call or they have, you know, uh, maybe they're doing something where they're not connected to email, but it's just still stressful. Um, But if that is applicable to you, I would say to just like turn off as much as you can, like don't turn on um, Mm. Notifications for your work email, or just scrub that from your phone altogether, so that when you have time at home, um, that's really your time. And like you said, Tiffany, to um, spend some time cultivating some something for yourself, whatever. Mm-hmm. If it's something creative, if it's uh, moving your body, if it's cooking, if it's um, watching a show that you love, turning your brain off, um, something like that. I think that. Um, just think about things that you enjoy doing and try to incorporate those things in small ways into your daily routine. And, and hopefully that helps. Yeah. Yeah. That's really great. Good advice there. 
Um, and, oh, and it's you. different for everybody, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, absolutely. Like cooking for me wouldn't be a way I turn off. It would actually add stress for me. But like for me, it would actually be going into practice of writing down everything that I resent or that I fear and then ripping that paper up. Mm. <laughs> that's my <Yeah>. method. <laughs> that's a great exercise. Um, and that's something that I know that there are certain therapists who, mm-hmm. who work with techniques like that, like writing a letter and then mm-hmm. burning it or ripping it up or, mm-hmm. um, or even tucking it away, um, to, to vi- revisit another time. So that's really interesting as well. Mm-hmm. Um, our last question is from Tara and I'm interested to talk about this because I struggle with this too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tara says, every year I set a New Year's resolution and usually by March or April, I've almost always broken them. <laughs> How can I either set more reasonable goals so I can be consistent or otherwise get myself to stick with it? Please help. Ah, Tara, that like seamlessly like <laughs> is is the thing that I, the next topic I want to talk to everyone about here is like the band challenge program right it's like resolutions for me it's it's silly to think that we need to take it for just like this one like new year's time it's it's actually something that like should naturally like if we set a mindful daily intention um that we can incorporate it into our life without without having that like huge expectation that it has to like um deliver results right away so right. while I'm, I'm not sure what your, like, Tara's New Year's resolutions are, I can say for a fact, like, like if you're mindful on the values that you're working on or that you already have and you incorporate some sort of fun, intentional steps where you can see it, like, immerse in your, in your being, in your environment, in your communication with friends, family, coworkers, um, focus on how you feel about it as opposed to the results that you get right mm-hmm. um, yeah so my 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 whole thing is if let's say Tara's five um, values were to be um, compassion balance honesty um, and then like connection or surrender and 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 these five these five words actually they have a general flow depending on like what you know, Tara might be going through in that, in, in that span, right? It, it, these are, um, this is something that I use for my clients as a coach, right? Think about um, what's going on coming up for you in your life. What are the five words or values that you can stay accountable for? If you live one word with intention for one week and set these, like, set these, um, check marks for where it can show up in your life and you stick to that what would it be like for the next week going forward what would it be like two weeks from now what would it be like three weeks from now when at the very end you have all these five uh, like forces in resonance with you in your life so that at the last you know um at the last point of this program who are you who are you how far have you come along um, in your journey towards whatever that resolution for you is, how do you mm-hmm. feel? How do you feel more in your body? Um, yeah, there's like there's this definitely this um, new kind of like a I don't know if it's like hacking the system, but there's there's this way where the clients that I've had 
they're facing, um, they they could come in facing an issue and then they could come out like completely changed or transformed or more confident for wherever they are. And it might not be like what they have expected to show up in terms of facing that issue, but because they've had or stayed in integrity with those five values, um, other places in their life has tremendously like improved in some sort of way that that initial issue is no longer an issue. Does that Mm. make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Cool. (laughs) Well, I would say that the, like the core of it, um, is setting up regular times for you to check in with yourself and assess how you're doing towards, towards those goals and those values. So, um, Yeah, actually the assignment. So usually at the end of the show, I have an assignment or a quote or something um, so that you can take it with you and and do something different or think about something in a different way. And so this is a great lead in, actually. Um, Mm -hmm. I want my listeners to do the band challenge. So you're going to. Yeah, I'm so excited. Uh, And and I'll have you kind of like walk us through a little bit more in detail, like what that looks like. But um Basically, I want you to be thinking about five values that Mm -hmm. you want to either align with a goal or like that you want to, um, you know, flex that muscle in Mm -hmm. your life. Um, So please take us through what the band challenge looks like. Of course. Um, For me, back to my story of being in that hospital bed where I had to focus on five values to get myself out of like PTSD and this like depressive funk. It's, it's really, what would it be if you just had set your intention for just a set time container? For me, it was just one week, right? Um, I had five values that I had already picked in my own um, understanding of where I need to be. The first one being gratitude, the last one being mindfulness. And I said it so that like the first week, the first two weeks of gratitude and positivity, things that I already knew I had intrinsically to my core, laid the foundation steps for the last two that I had more trouble with, which was honesty and mindfulness. And I had set outcome statements for each week, for each word. What does gratitude mean to me? What does honesty mean to me? Honesty means to be more honest with myself. Mindfulness means to be more honest with my environment and to be like conscious of my impact. And so it had to be that like wearing this band with intention for a week, looking at it on my wrist, um, really changed and transformed the way that I communicated and, and saw myself in relation to other people, in relation to myself. So I would document my process, my, my progress in my journal which again, it's on my website. There's a great format Amelia helped me out with um, of what that value means, why it's important in your life. Day one through day seven, just document where gratitude or wherever your first value shows up in your life. And then at the very end of the week, you write down what you've learned and what you want to take forward, what you want to move forward with. And then the next week, you work on the second value on your list and you see how like, both of them lie in conjunction with whatever you're dealing with and you incorporate that um till the last week of the program the one that like is is the thing of of what you wanted to touch for me it could look like expansion freedom magic um fearless right um 
and then and then it hits you like wow week one through week five there's just been so much transformation and it came from just setting these small intentional steps of um accountability so what what i offer actually for for people who visit me on my website and for people that i interview on the streets is like as like a trained coach like i um I offer a free exploratory session, which is a free values dissect where we go over just what's going on in your life. What exactly is the thing that you desire and what's blocking you from having it? And then we go through just like five words that like seem sensational to you as I read them out loud, as I as I pull out from your story, what I feel is the sort of vibe that I'm getting off of. And um, you pick from that list. And then I, I actually like I send a custom set of remind me bands to you. And yeah, then you work from week one to week five. Every week we get on a call to talk about how that value had worked you. What are the highlights, challenges, blind spots? And then the last half of the call, we talk about the next value and the intentional steps of how to incorporate that more into your life. Um, does that make sense? I know I said so yeah, much. Totally. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, and there's a lot of information um, on your website, of totally, course, yeah. and we will put that in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll be able to, listeners, you'll be able to um, visit the website, look at examples of band challenges and, um, you know, learn more about the process. And and I really hope you do um, complete the band challenge because it's just a great program. And I think that it allows us to um, really practice what we want our lives to be, you Mm -hmm. know, Um, which I think is so valuable and something that we don't take enough time to prioritize. Uh, I know I don't, (laughs) certainly. So um, uh, I really thank you for for sharing that uh, with us, uh, your personal journey and all of your insights that you've gained from uh, working with these values yeah. and, and meeting people from all over the world. It's just so cool. Uh, and I really, really appreciate you being on the show with me. Thank you, Amelia. I really appreciate you doing this and inviting me to be on this platform with you. It's so great to have like this co-creation where we can like share our insights and our love and our passion and like get to really like through personal inquiry and conversation and storytelling have impact with people and just like to to say what you've said which is me too like shit happens like what are we gonna do about it yeah absolutely well the pleasure was all mine um please follow tiffany on her wonderful instagram at remind me values you can follow shit happens now what on facebook and twitter at sh now what and send your questions for upcoming shows to questions at shit happens now what.com And we will be back at you next week. Thanks so much.